0: As I speak, it's Ascension Day, uh, perhaps the most neglected festival in the Christian calendar. In a sense, it's an end and a beginning Ascension Day. It marks the end to Jesus's earthly ministry. It particularly marks the end of that 40 days of poignant encounters between Jesus and his disciples after the resurrection. It's like many liminal times where the word is from a Latin word meaning threshold. Liminal times are times of transition where the old is going but hasn't gone yet and the new is coming and hasn't emerged yet and we feel the tension of living between the times. So these 40 days have been full of encounters, there has been full of teaching and yet there's also been that underlying tension that this cannot continue, that it's going to come to an end. Ascension Day marks that end. It marks the end of Jesus' earthly ministry. From that point on, he is going to be present in a particular way. He's going to be present through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Our reading talks about being clothed with power from on high, to receive power to be his witnesses. That's how God is present with us now, is present with us by the Holy Spirit. So Ascension Day marks an end and then to all that's gone before, an end to Jesus being physically present with his disciples. Would they have chosen that? Would they have chosen for him to go? Did they feel ready? Did they feel prepared? I'm sure no, they wouldn't have chosen it. No, they didn't feel ready. And yet Jesus, in his wisdom, deemed that the right time had come for him to ascend to his Father. The Ascension date is sometimes... uh, Sometimes imagine in a bit of a comical manner, there's a chapel in Walsingham in Norfolk which just has two feet sticking out of the ceiling. Don't think of it like that. Don't think about, about Jesus rocketing into the sky as though he were Buzz Lightyear, to infinity and beyond. Whenever the scriptures talk about God's presence, they often talk about it through the presence of cloud. So as Jesus starts to move away from them, we have to imagine that God's very presence comes and hides him from their sight. That's how to think of Jesus' ascension, it is, He ascends into the Father's presence, He doesn't rocket into the stratosphere. And God's very presence, as is the case at the Transfiguration, where God's very presence both reveals and conceals His form, at that moment, at the ascension, God's very presence reveals and then conceals Jesus' form. It's an ending, but it's also a beginning. As they're walking out to the Mount of Olives, the disciples said, Lord, are you going to, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus says, look, it's really not for you to know the dates and times. And really, that's the qu- that's the key question. That's the key question in all of this. No, Jesus has established the presence of the kingdom of God. Now it is our responsibility, the responsibility of the disciples and us who follow, it's our responsibility to be agents of bringing God's kingdom to those around us now. So it's an ending. It's also a beginning. It's a beginning of a new phase of God's presence and God's activity in in our lives and in our world. It's fascinating. What do they do after he has ascended? They simply go and seek his face in prayer. All of them, about 120 of them. That's the the total number of disciples at that moment on the face of the earth. And from that prayer meeting, 120 of them giving themselves constantly in prayer from Ascension Day all the way through to Pentecost. From that one prayer meeting spreads a completely unprecedented peaceful movement across the whole of the known world over the next 300 years. It begins from that prayer meeting. So the Ascension Day is an ending. It brings to an end that liminal time. It's also a beginning. It's a beginning of the life of the Church, which bursts into powerful life on Pentecost. There are all kinds of parallels, in a way, between our situation now and the situation between Easter and Ascension. I talked about it as a liminal time. Liminal times when the old has not yet gone and the new has not yet come are really difficult times. We're living between the times. There is anxiety, there is uncertainty. Uh, The old that we loved has gone or is going. The new that we don't yet know and hope for hasn't yet emerged. We don't know what shape it will have. Ours is a liminal time, like living between Easter and Ascension. And the question is, how do we live in this time? For many of us, the shape of life has changed significantly over the last eight weeks. I was talking to some students recently, and I realized that for them, the conveyor belt of the educational process has just been switched off. They've been in a process that began with year R and has gone through all of those years, and then suddenly it's not going anywhere. So how do they orient themselves in that? How do they find motivation? How do they find purpose and direction in this liminal time where everything, all of the normal pathways, have just stopped? We don't know how many of them will pick up again. So how do we live for God in this liminal time? So what is this new season going to require? First thing it's going to require is courage. Courage. Faith is not often opposed to doubt, in my experience. It's much more often opposed to fear. It's fear that disables us, fear that discourages fear that actually makes us feel that what we're trying to do for God doesn't really matter. What we really need for this new season is courage. Courage to believe that God has a purpose, courage to believe that God has a purpose even for someone like you or someone like me. I think this morning I really want you to ask the Lord, how are you calling me for this new season? God might be calling you into the mission field, whether locally or far abroad. God might be calling you uh, to take up a new responsibility in church, or to volunteer with one of our mission partners, or, or to explore ordination, or all kinds of callings. This new season is going to need new ministries. It's going to need, uh, it's going to need people to step into new things. So how is God calling you to step into new things? How is God calling you to live courageously in this new season? If this new season is going to need courage, it's also going to need imagination. At that moment on, the, at the, on Ascension Day, I'm not sure the disciples had any idea what was coming next. They needed to seek God, that's what they did over this next ten days through to Pentecost. And then when God came in such power through the Holy Spirit, suddenly they were released into new ministry. We're going to need imagination and creativity. A a phrase that came to mind is from Isaiah 43. Isaiah uh, Isaiah records the Lord saying, See, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert, and streams in the wasteland." Streams in the wasteland, a way in the desert, places where there is no way to make, places where there can be no water. That's what the Lord is doing in these difficult times, but it needs imagination and creativity and boldness to see what God is doing. So there is that sense as we are still in this time, when we're not sure what it's going to look like, we're not sure how to respond, it's that moment of saying, Lord, please give me the imagination to see what you're doing. To perceive the new thing that you might be building. Not to dwell on the past, as Isaiah 43.18 says. Not, not to be so fixed on how things have been and long, long to go back to there. But to actually have the imagination, the creativity to say, Okay, we're in an ending and a beginning. I'm embracing the beginning. What are you calling me to do? How are you calling me to respond? Please, Lord, spark in me imagination sparking me new ideas, sparking me not just hope for the future, but, but imagination to dream what the new things might look like. We're going to need to do things differently. So we're going to need imagination and creativity to be able to see what the Holy Spirit is doing what the Holy Spirit is doing in our midst, in our lives, in our hearts and minds, through calling us, but also the new ways that God might want us to respond in this season. Because there is a sense, This again we need courage for this, there is a sense, I think, that the anaesthetic is about to start to wear off. I think things are going to get more difficult before they get better, certainly economically. We're going to need to be people of courage, we're going to need to be people of imagination to see what God is doing and respond to it. So, we don't know what the future looks like, but we do know who we're going to respond to it with. We're going to respond to it with the Holy Spirit called alongside us. And we need to respond in courage, and we need to respond with imagination and creativity, to see the new things, to see the new things and get involved. As John 5.19 said, I only see what I see the Father doing. We need the creativity and the openness of mind and heart to see the new thing and embrace it. It's a call to imagination, to creativity, to artistry. I think that's a massive part of what responding to the new season will be. So it's about courage, the courage to live faithfully and not to live in fear, the courage to come out of our bunkers and embrace shaping the world around us. It's going to need imagination and third, it's going to need empowerment. The whole story of Ascension is the story of Jesus saying, I have authority, I'm sending you, but I am sending you in the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be baptised with the Holy Spirit, he said to the disciples. Uh, The pouring out of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost is extraordinary. It transforms. It makes us into different people because we know we're carrying the presence and power of the Holy Spirit with us. So we don't know what the new season is going to look like. It's that season of the old is passing away, the new has not quite come. We do know how we face it. We face it with God the Holy Spirit present in power. And we know that it's going to need courage, it's going to need imagination, and it's going to need empowerment. We're sent into the world to be witnesses, in Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, the risen Jesus said to them. We're sent into the world to be witnesses, but we are not sent alone. We are not sent without the power to do what God requires. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. And the way he enables us to respond to his calling is through the presence of the Spirit, who pours into our hearts the love, the courage, the strength. He renews new old gifts, he gives us new gifts. We have to respond in the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Or we will not succeed. God is faithful to us. So actually, liminal times are difficult times. We're in a liminal time at the moment. And yet, in a liminal time, there is energy... In a liminal time where the old is going that we don't want to go and the new is coming, which we're not quite sure about, there is the energy to respond and to make changes in our lives, to to, to do new things, to embrace new callings. So please, in this time, don't be afraid. In this time, ask for courage. In this time, ask, Lord, how are you calling me? How are how are you reshaping my life for this new future that's emerging? It's a time of imagination. So ask the Lord to speak to you in dreams, to speak to you prophetically, to speak to you through friends. Ask others to pray, Lord. You know, ask them to pray. I'm I'm wondering about this. Please pray for me. Ask for imagining creativity for this new season and finally. Finally, we ask for the Holy Spirit to come and fill us. Because we're sent into the world and we're supposed to be full of God's presence to enable us to bear fruit for him. Not just now, not just in the old season, but in the new season and in all of the seasons to come because we are pilgrims in this world. We're pilgrims and we're pursuing God. Pursuing God who is the same yesterday and today and forevermore. And therefore, all of these times, all of these seasons are in his hand. So he can help us respond. He can help us respond to this new season. As uncomfortable it is, as, as, as lacking in energy and purpose as we may feel that we are, the Lord is Lord of this new season as well. And he will give us the courage, the imagination and the empowerment to respond and bear fruit and keep bearing fruit in all the seasons to come. Thanks for listening.